I would like to think I'm a, a people person and it's really working alongside people and being there for them, being seen, going along to these groups, thinking more positively than negative. I mean, with everyone that's going on the church at the moment, it's so easy to be negative and to, you know, to look at things in such a negative light, but actually giving them that encouragement and showing them that great things are happening out there, although we hear about building closures and, you know, decline and things, but it's that constant giving them that good news that actually things are happening and we are seeing growth and just look at what's happening here at our church where we are open seven days a week and it's just giving them that real hopefully that buzz and that energy and enthusiasm and it's just about working alongside people and really listening to people and trying to you know help and support them to to do that and maybe not just do it on their own they don't have to do it on their own you know some people were saying to me when we, we first started doing bible studies they were a bit worried because what if i don't know what to say or what if i'm not i don't have enough knowledge to come along and simply that's what it's for you know, to come along and to learn more and to, you know, experience the Bible together. And so it's a lot of doing stuff together and working together and just not all about me, the minister. I've got a real passion and energy for the people here. Um, I love being here. It's such a, a bright place to be. Well, hello there. How are we doing out there? Welcome to Emerging Emmaus, our podcast that explores the lament, the comfort, the courage and creativity at work in the church and by the Spirit today. And we have the pleasure of welcoming William Boyle, minister at, is it Newport, Glasgow, William? It's called uh, Port Glasgow New Parish Church. Yes, and and so new suggests that there's been developments. Is that right? So what is it the the fruit and product of? Port Glasgow New Parish Church came around in 2019 when um, St Martin's Church in Port Glasgow closed and merged with uh, what was called St Andrews at the time. So both of them, there was a union um, and they created a new church and they called it Port Glasgow New Parish Church. Um, and this happened in 2019, and then I arrived in 2020. So the the paint's hardly dried on the on the the doorpost or the the, the sign, has it? And yet, my goodness gracious me, you're prolific on Twitter and social media, and 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 you're obviously uh, natural at that and getting the good news out about what's happening in in Port Glasgow New Parish Church. And I have to say that I, I follow you with a great interest. I I used to work in Greenock. And I know Port Glasgow quite well. Uh, and in my earlier days, where I was a Green at Mort supporter, and I saw you recently with uh, their mascot uh, in a photograph. My goodness gracious me! Yeah. Uh, so you've you've obviously got a great sense of humour as well, and, and clearly you you get on well with the folk there. I, I believe you actually worked in their Tesco's before you came into the ministry. Is that right? That's right. Um, so I I was a manager in Tesco for ten years, and uh, I started off in Greenock, which is the town next door to us. And then, um, like I said, I became a manager and then I was I worked all over with Tesco. And then the last store that I had um, before becoming minister, before getting out of my training, was in Port Glasgow. Um, and then, you know, all those years later, I, I came back as their minister. So Marvellous. You know, we're in a, a day and age where there's there's a lot of sorrow and sadness in the church. I, I'm not, I don't detect that uh, in your situation. Can you tell us a bit about what's been happening since... You've you've moved in and taken things on there. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, St Martin's closed in uh, 2019, and there was a union formed, and it created Port Glasgow New Parish Church. So, obviously, there was that that sadness and loss there for St Martin's because 
you know, they, they lost their, their building, they lost their man. So that, that was big for them. And so when I, I arrived in 2020, I was really aware of that, that, you know, for them, it was a, a big loss. Uh, and so um came in in 2020 and so did COVID. So that was a really interesting start. Um, you know, I was expecting, you know, a, a big number of people with more ordination and induction and um, ended up with 10 people all socially distant wearing face masks. Um, and then on my first weekend, um, we were told that the churches were, going, were closing. Uh, so it was it was an interesting start. Um, and very quickly, I had to learn how to um, do live stream services from the man. So using YouTube and Facebook and, um, you know, downloading things. Um, so that, that's kind of how it started. Um, and then obviously it's, it's developed. But we, we've really taken on that, um, you know, the Church of Scotland are saying that we need to be well-equipped spaces in the right places, that mission needs to be the beating heart of all that we do. And that's certainly, you know, a lot of what I talk to my congregation about is that whole idea of mission and serving and getting out there and not being a church that's just open for, you know, one hour a week. Um, we really need to be connecting with our community, uh, listening to our community. And, and that all really started through COVID because obviously, we didn't have a church building that was closed. And so a lot of what we did started online. Um, a lot of me going out into the town um, and, you know, I, I had lots of conversations with people at Tesco, for example. Or, um, and so it really kind of is built from there. Um, and then once we've, we we're back into our building again, we're, we've now got a church which is open seven days a week. Um, we're open from morning until night. And um, we, we do so much, um, we've got such a big list of things that we're, we're up to. Um, and we're currently going through a refurbishment at the moment for a new community space, um, because we actually have a, a waiting list of people in the community who want to come and use our building. Um, and so we were very kindly left a legacy by uh, a lady who sadly passed away, who was an elder. And what we've decided to do with that is to turn two small kind of old rooms into one big large room um, and so we're creating a new community hall um, which is going to be named after her. It's developed and it's continued and we're really keeping that in mind about mission, about service, about getting out there um, you know, and um, really connecting with our community and listening to what our community are saying. Um, and online it has been huge for us, you know, we, we're always online, we're always doing something online and um, we get lots of feedback from that. I mean, I could be in Tesco and someone says, well, I saw you online or your church is doing amazing things because we see it online. And it all seems to come back to our online source. Um, you know, so online has been very good for us. It's tremendous. And you're clearly a people's person yourself. William, uh, you get on well with folk, folk go on well with you and and are warming to your ministry, and, and you're clearly rallying the troops, you're rallying the people of God. It's not just about you, it's not just about the minister. Tell us a bit about some of the the activities, the projects, the the connecting with people that, that you've been involved with. Yeah, um, I mean, very much so. So it's about connecting with the people. Uh, the people of Port Glasgow are absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, I love my congregation. Uh, they, they just tell it like it is which I just love, like they don't hold back, they just say, but, uh, and we've got such a good relationship. Uh, and um, I think it was a culture change for them as well, because they, you know, they were so used to calling the minister reverend or mister, or, and I've kind of changed that where it's just, you can call me William, that's fine. And, um, you know, and so 
we, we have got a really good relationship. And even in Sunday worship, for example, it's about trying to make sure it isn't just minister. It's, it isn't all about the minister. So, for example, our children get involved in worship, which we love. Um, you know, we get other people involved in worship as well. Um, we've got a mixture of hymns and praise music because we know if you've got, like, say, 180 people in front of you, not everyone's going to have the same, you know, not all going to like the same things. Um, and then also out with that, we've we've got everything from um, our, our mental wellbeing group, our lighthouse group. Um, we've got our dementia cafe. We've got our new parish play group. Um, and so we, we've got so many things that are just enabling us to connect with the community. And what I love to see is that we are, our church is actually the centre of Port Glasgow. It's right in the town centre. Um, and you can go down there now any day and you can, it's just like a revolving door. Um, there's just people coming, coming and going and coming and going, um, which is fantastic. It's really good to see. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's so much going on. Um, like I say, we're open seven days a week and we have a mission and outreach committee. And, you know, recently we've been talking about, you know, what is going on for the people of Port Glasgow. And we um, were able to source some information from uh, Inverclyde Health and Social Care Partnership. And that's really helped us because it's told us, you know, what are the people of Port Glasgow saying? Um, you know, and we, we've looked at some of the issues that's happening in Port Glasgow. And, you know, we've had feedback about, you know, there needs to be more for young people. Uh, there needs to be more in regards to mental well-being. So, for example, you get the Lighthouse Group. Um, I noticed when I arrived here as well that the main town for Inverclyde is Greenock. And due to a lot of cuts, a lot of the services in Port Glasgow have been moved to Greenock. And one of the, the feedback that we got from people of Port Glasgow is about transport provision. You know, that struggle to get from Port Glasgow all the way down to Greenock. And so we actually had one lady thank us a, a number of months back at the Dementia Cafe where she said, you know, thank you for keeping things here in Port Glasgow for the people of Port Glasgow. Um, because there's a real community spirit here, and that was brought up in the, the report as well, that the people of Port Glasgow thought there was a real community spirit here. Um, and they were sadly finding that slowly but surely services were being taken away. And so we as a church have tried to address that um, and listen to that, um, which has been great. And we're seeing real growth from that. That's fantastic. And I think your situation is a priority area, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. We, yeah, we are a priority area. There'll be huge evidence of, of deprivation. And yet what you're describing is a wonderful community spirit that the church is at the heart of. That's fantastic. But yeah, we're just doing whatever we can to support our community. We, we've got this huge big building sitting right at the centre of the town. And so we wanted to see it being used and utilised and for people to feel that they can come to us if it maybe not on a Sunday morning, but they're maybe coming through on a Monday or a Wednesday. Or, um, and sort of looking at some of the areas I need. So dementia is a big one here. Um, mental wellbeing. Um, Inverclyde at one time had the, the highest suicide rate um, in Scotland. So we were looking at that. So we've now got our amazing um, our Lighthouse group. Um, and we try where possible. So the Lighthouse group is absolutely free. We don't charge anyone for it. Um, you know, the main focus is about connecting with the people and getting them to come to us and to help and support them. And you've got walking football involved there as well. Do you play? I do. Uh, so the Lighthouse group is walking football, uh, walk, talk and breakfast and talking together. Um, and the walking football came out of a conversation with one of our new members, um, a young guy called Scott. Um, he happened to mention walking football. I'd never heard of it before. And um, he so he introduced us to it. And, um, you know, 
every Monday night. And on Monday night there, we had um, you know about 15 people from the community come along to play football. Fantastic. And maybe before Ruth comes comes in, I'm sure she's got lots of questions. Uh, I, one of the things that Liam Fraser said in our, in our recent podcast was that Scotland's one of the hardest, if not the hardest place in the world to, to share faith. Um, or it, it, it's difficult in these days. Uh, have you found that? I'm aware that there's a lot of people who've come to faith recently and joined the church. And uh, you know, what, What's been your experience? I think I haven't sort of found that because um, from a lot of what we're doing and a lot of the connections we're making, people actually ask questions. You know, so people will actually... And I think as well, I don't know, being, being a younger minister as well, they... I don't, I don't know how this will sound, but like, you know, they when they see a kind of younger minister, they, they, they do start to ask, well, well, how did that come about? Because they were, I, I've been at so many funerals where they would say, oh, I was expecting an older person to walk through. It's just the, the vision they've got of what a minister may be. And so that then starts conversations as well. And um, I've found that a lot, a lot of the groups that we've got, a lot of the groups that I go along to, even if they aren't connected to the church, so like Morton in the community or... Um, you're one of those other groups, HSCP, you'll still have that conversation and people asking you about your church. Um, and it, it becomes a conversation about faith um, and about your own faith. And they maybe tell you about the, their faith and, you know, maybe their experience. Um, so, yeah, no, I don't necessarily, not myself, haven't faced that. Um, you know, during COVID, when I was walking around the town, talking to people as well, some faith conversations would come up from that as well. Um I've, I mean, I'm very much a big believer on it. I know some ministers now don't wear the clerical collar, for example, and, you know, everyone's got their own reasons for that. I, I very much do. Um, so I, when I'm out and about, if I'm in the town, if I you know, go to some of the events that are happening in the town, I do wear mine. And even wearing the collar can actually sometimes just have people come to you and talk to you. Um, so I, for me, I, I see real benefit in it, so I do wear mine. Yeah, it sounds as though you're really in tune with the people that you're there to serve and to minister with. And it's just, I mean, I'm listening to you, William, and I'm inspired, you know. I'm thinking, yeah, if you asked me to go get involved in uh, walking football, I, I'm not a footballer, but I'm kind of going, yeah, I'm there, <laughs> I'm there. Um, and it, it just, it, it's making me reflect on what you said at the beginning, and you were saying that, when it was your first, it's your first charge, it's your first church, and there was a union, there was lots of loss for for a part, a big part of your church there, and then you had COVID, which you sounds like you had a really creative response to, um, and I'm just, you know, it's got me thinking, you know, how have you created a culture that's helped people move from that place of loss where the union was happening and, and seeing it in a hopeful way that you've got all this fruit that's happening in the community. How, how have you created that culture? I think, um, you know, I would like to think I'm a, a people person and it's really working alongside people and being there for them, being seen, going along to these groups, um, even on a Sunday morning, um, thinking more positively than negative. I mean, with everything that's going on in the church at the moment, it's so easy to be negative and, you know, to look at things in such a negative light. But, you know, actually giving them that encouragement and showing them that great things are happening out there, although we hear about building closures and, you know, declining things, but it's that constant giving them that good news that actually things are happening and um, we are seeing growth. And just look at what's happening here at our church where, you know, we are open seven days a week and it's just giving them that real 
hopefully that buzz and that energy and enthusiasm and working with their talents, listening to them. And, you know, we, we had a new member, for example, who just loved childcare. And, and so she's now looking after our new parish playgroup. And, you know, we're getting up to 40 families coming along to this now. And that's working on her talent that she had that, you know, so, and from listening to her and listening to the talent that she had and, you know, working alongside her, um, again, more growth. Amazing. So you, it sounds like you're listening to people and, you know, you're releasing them equipped better to go into what God's called them to do and to be. And, you know, I think some of that for me links into discipleship as well. And so I'm just wondering, you know, you've got all these uh, amazing outreaches and, but they're not just, they don't sound as though they're just outreach. They actually, it's what I'm hearing from you is a real heart to love people where they're at um, in whatever way that they're needing through the, you're, you're mentioning the lighthouse there as well. And so how have you kind of worked? Do you have, what kind of, what does discipleship look like in your church? So we, um, a lot of that, so we, we, we are growing, so we're, we're open seven days a week and, and we will work alongside all those different groups, but we also have um, Port Glasgow churches together where we're working together with our colleagues. So from that, we've, we've created um, Bible studies um, we are using the Sanctuary First um, a ABC of Discipleship, which is something that we use. And with the new members that are coming in, that's what I use for them. Um, you know, and so we're, we're providing those opportunities as well for people to get together. Um, you know, some people were saying to me when we, we first started doing Bible studies, they were a bit worried because what if I don't know what to say or what if I'm not, I don't have enough knowledge to come along. And I'm saying, well, that's what it's for. You know, to come along and to learn more and to, you know, experience the Bible together. And so it's a lot of doing stuff together and working together and just not all about me, the minister, but, you know, really, I've got a real passion and energy for the people here. Um, I love being here. It's such a, a brilliant place to be. Um, and just really working with people and listening to people and, you know, being there for them. Um, and hopefully they feel that, you know, I'm approachable and that they can come to me. And what about... You know, one of the dangers of particularly a young minister coming in, I remember, you know, five years into my ministry, realizing that I was heading heading for a nervous breakdown, such as my activism and my passion for, for people and, and the work. What uh, what has been, you know, what are your protectors? What what are your boundaries? You know, what's your rhythm of rest and work? Are you, is that is that a challenge for you? Is that something you're, you're, you're managing, William? In all honesty, it has been. Then it has been because... Uh, you know, you could easily work seven days a week. Uh, and that when you have got a church, there's so much going on, you could easily fill your diary up so quickly. And um, I've got a pastoral supervisor uh, who I meet um, down in Irvine. And um, we've been meeting now for it's basically since I started training. So, and we've continued that relationship. Um, and so for me, that's a real help. And um, it's about me acknowledging that as well. And um, he's been working hard with me and making sure that I'm looking after myself and, you know, really watching that diary to make sure that, you know, I'm not going to end up burning myself out, um, which is a whole worry. Um, and I've got a really caring congregation, so they, they've noticed this and they've talked about this, and we're now looking towards um, working alongside our mission officer and looking at perhaps um, an assistant, um, because we, we've got the money there to do it. So, um, but we're really trying to kind of pinpoint well, what kind of assistant would that be? Would it be like a pastoral assistant? Would it be a youth and family worker? Um, but because we have got such a growing, you know, place, um, you know, it's about looking at that as well and, you know, 
bringing in that support and help is help too. But I'm conscious of that too. Yeah, I do need to. Um, I know that I need to watch that. And 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 do you have a peer group that you you've been a part of coming into the ministry that that that's been a support and encouragement to you? Yeah, I, I mean, I still got friends who I, I trained with who I, I meet up regularly. So, for example, like a few years ago, just booked a Christmas night out, for example, um, and uh, I'm I'm very good friends with um, Lindsay uh, Brennan, who I know did one of these podcasts as well, who's a minister at Donald Parish Church, um, and I think what's been great as well because I am the only Church of Scotland minister in Port Glasgow. Uh, I've got a really great relationship with my friends in Port Glasgow churches together. Um, so we, we meet up regularly as well. And um, so, you know, so we, we're all really good friends, which is which is great. I have to ask, I'm desperate to know, you've mentioned Christmas there. See, with your walking football, are you going to have a Christmas match? <laughs> well, we, well, I don't know about a match, but we've got a, we've got a Christmas meal booked. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Uh, we, we we meet every Monday on Monday night and we started this last December what we decided that was on one of the Mondays in December that we all just get together for a big meal um, and just that, again that more time of getting together in fellowship. It just sounds such a simple idea but it's clearly you know really effective and powerful for people's lives and relationships on an individual basis and level but it sounds as though it's actually church and the community as well just simple steps like playing football and eating together yeah absolutely it's just um it's really brought the community together and it's really getting them to know myself getting to know all of us um, and to know that we're there for them and the church is there for them and you know and it's not putting the pressure on about oh you need to come on sunday morning you know at 11 o'clock you know we don't do any of that but you know just purely playing football or walking or you know, from all the parents that come to the playgroup, it really is building relationships, um, you know, and it's getting people through the door. And, you know, from a lot of these groups that we just hear certain stories, like, you know, we maybe hear oh, someone wasn't well or someone wasn't, and then about it's about reaching out and supporting them as well. So um, all of these different groups and all the different things that we're doing right across the week, not just on Sunday, is really helping us to connect with the people of Port Glasgow. Yeah, there's a real heart of listening going on as well, a real kind of compassion for the people you are meeting and, and kind of interacting with and building friendships with. It's, it's really refreshing to hear you talk about that kind of holistic care or holistic love of a person whereby you, you are responding to to the stories that you're hearing from them that that's really inspiring yeah and uh, chaplaincy is a big thing as well i would say you know i'm, I'm chaplain to three primary schools i'm also chaplain at ferguson shipyard um and um so i'm able to go into the shipyard and talk to the, the team and you know um and that's been great as well because it's again that connection with local people and um you know and just hearing from them and especially working in the schools you, you hear a lot about you know, um, maybe about certain needs and you think, well, the church could maybe help with that or support that. Or, you know, um, I remember talking about uniforms, for example, and you think, well, the church could maybe be a uniform bank. Or, um, so even those connections being out in the shipyard and in the, the schools and, you know, it's just really about yeah, getting out there. I, I always laugh because we, we've got a local bus company and they, they used to actually, their slogan on the side of their bus was always get out there. And that's the way I always think is just, you know, Get, get out there, um, whether it's online or chaplaincy or, you know, um, reaching out to the community and even sometimes just being in Tesco, you know, can start a conversation with the people that live here. You're such a positive person, William. It, it, it shines through you, the love of God and 
and the positivity of God. And, you know, one of the things that we're aware, and Liam Fraser was making us aware of last podcast, is that there's a sense in which we're not going to be audible until we're plausible. You know, until we're actually out there, as you say, and connecting with people and sharing the love of Jesus and and pointing people to Jesus, that, that people are going to notice and 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 experience that love and and be drawn as clearly as is happening with you, William. And so, you know, that's one of the things I'm noticing that that uh, there's there's a plausibility about the love of God and the kingdom of God and the the attractiveness of 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 God uh, that you're practicing. You know that Trinitarian love of community, Father, Son, and Spirit. You're, you're you're working that out, which is brilliant. So that's what I'm taking away from today. What about yourself, Ruth? Oh, that bus slogan was great, wasn't it? Get out there. <laughs> that really speaks to me because I, I, I love mission. I love being out in amongst amongst the people. So that really speaks to me. And I'd love to hear from some of our followers as well. Do you know, does that how does that speak to you? How does that phrase get out there? How does it speak to you? Does it resonate with you? Does it inspire you? Maybe it scares you. I'm, William, just in closing, you know. How just sorry, it's a bit of a longer question, I'm realizing, but you know, we're saying get out there, and of course, it's inspiring me. But I'm aware not everybody's like myself, or you know, and that might scare them a little. So, how have you worked with them in 30 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's just about working alongside people and you know, really listening to people and trying to. You know, help and support them to, to do that and maybe not just do it on their own. They don't have to do it on their own. Um, it's about working together um, and that's what it's all about, about all of us working together and I, and I just feel like I've got such an amazing bunch of people here and we do work together really well. Wonderful, wonderful. I love that. Get out there as a team. Get out there as a team. Thanks so much, William. Thank you for sharing with us and I'm sure folk have appreciated it and for, remember to share it with others. Remember to subscribe and and let us know who you want us to be interviewing in the future. So, go well, everybody. Wonderful to have you with us. Go well, William. In your neighbourhood, trudge two dumped Jesus friends, drowning before dawning, moving through a maze of misery to an amazing Emmaus encounter. Emerging Emmaus. Good grief, our dream is dead. Going home instead comfort of my bed. Good grief, the pain, hope hard to sustain, love down the drain. Good grief, where have you been? What we've seen, blown to smithereens. Good grief, how our hearts burned, our minds turned, or all we learned. Good grief, don't go away, come in to stay, you've shown the way. Good grief, how he broke the bread with hands that bled, then disappeared. Good grief, Jesus alive? No need to strive, chance to thrive, Jesus alive. Good grief, no time to waste, now we have a taste to Jerusalem with haste. Emerging Emmaus. A well-kent lament echoes through the years. How long? How long? Good as is the grieving process, may it be a means to access visions and dreams of Christ's kingdom come. Emmaus, emerge from the gloom. 
Come, Holy Spirit, come. So for future podcasts, join us via the Sanctuary First website, Facebook page and app, and also via Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Come on, tune in.